Welcome to The Box. The Box is the juicy talk show hosted by Pandora's Fantasy Box. We are here nightly at 11.30 p.m. East Coast time to entice, educate, entertain, and inform you. Open-minded adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles are invited to join us as we acknowledge and explore our desires without fear of judgment or shame. Come with us as we turn fantasies into realities. Don't be shy. We won't bite. Well, some of us might, but that's okay. I won't bite. I like to tease and nibble. By the way, this is Alexis, and whether you are mild or wild or just don't know yet, come live free with us in the box. Hello, listeners. This is your girl, Alexis, with the box, and tonight it's getting a little crowded here. I have Miss Secrets, Mr. Steve, and Miss Tandy. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're doing well. Doing well. Thank you. Well, I'm naked, so I'm definitely good. <laughs> I I am living free, but just hanging here in the background. I just want to listen to you. I don't know who's naked, but I got my shoes off. Does that count? No. <laughs> Take it all off. <laughs> all off. Well, tonight I wanted to talk about dating in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond. I think that dating is hard enough, but sometimes does age play into it, or does experience play into it, or is it a combination of both, or is it just fate? First off, dating in your 20s. I'm 34. And I remember my 20s, but believe it or not, I didn't do that much dating in my 20s. I had two serious relationships and other life experiences going on in your 20s. And when I was looking up a little bit of research for dating in your 20s, there weren't a lot of positive articles out there. Like some of the titles were why dating in your 20s is the worst why dating in your 20s isn't what you thought it would be. So I found this article that is entitled Nine Things No One Tells You About Being Single in Your 20s, But I Will. I found it on Bustle, and the first thing that it mentions is Everyone will be moving in different directions, and that's okay. The explanation for that is some of your friends will be graduating and deciding that they want to settle down immediately, while others will want to have sex with everyone that they can find. Someone might be going out on dates seven nights a week, while another friend will be so deep into her first job that she barely comes up for air. Well, I do agree with this because when you're in your early 20s, most will be in college and or graduating. And when you are graduating, your focus is 
where am I going to find a job? And if I find a job, will I have to move? And if I move, how will I get there? And while others will be, well, I'm in my 20s now. It's time to find somebody to settle down with. Or some will feel, I'm in my 20s now. I have a job. I have my own place. So maybe I will focus on finding a guy and or a girl to have fun with. While others just want to casually date. Looking back at your 20s, did you guys agree with this tip, Miss Tandy? Well, um, let me just tell you, to be honest, I have been on maybe three dates in my entire life. If you count a date as someone arrives at your door, picks you up, takes you somewhere rearranged, prearranged, and returns you to the same door um, on the same day. <laughs> um, I, um, I did not date in my 20s. What I did was have encounters, some of them exciting. Um, I was also briefly uh, married for a while. That was not exciting. So I'm not a good one to talk to about dating in your 20s. What about you, Ms. Secret? I, Steve is, in addition to Steve being horny, he also <laughs> just really wants to jump in front of me because he wants to get behind Tandy, but he has to wait to get behind me because we want to have fun. So with that being said, I was Steve, I like people I'm coming like, at me from behind. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me something to sleep on tonight. Yeah, definitely. Blue balls, right? So, but... I was listening to you, Tandy, talk about dating in your 20s and kind of getting picked up and having encounters. I'm like, damn, I guess I wasn't the only one. Like, honestly, in my 20s, <laughs> I did a lot of – let me try to find a professional – I did a lot of fucking. <laughs> I didn't really care about relationships. I just – I partied. I used to drink, hang out. And I used to have a lot of fun with just different random people. I really so much didn't really care about relationships because, yeah, I graduated from high school, went off to college. However, I was a party girl. And, well, shit, I still like to party. But, yeah, I was really more so of sowing my oats. Maybe that's a good way to tell you, Alexis. (laughs) That's what I did in my 20s. What about you, Steve? Well, there, there's there's two defining experiences that, that help identify my, my 20s and really give me some direction. One, there was a movie called The American Gigolo, which featured Richard Gere, and that came out, I guess, in the 80s. And and that was really fascinating in, in that somebody, a male, was being paid to, to pleasure married women, in this case. And, and the second thing is that I... When I was 18, I had a girlfriend that was, I think she was 30. And she told me, the best advice Susie ever gave me was, have fun, no rush to get to grow up, enjoy, and don't get married until you're in your 30s. So for the next 12 years, and I was 18 at the time I was 30, I, 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 I just had fun. I had a lot of lady friends. I had... Um, I actually sent out on a quest of, of curiosity where 
my focus was dating married women, uh, dating older women and dating married women. And I really had some fascinating experiences. Um, I mean, I was the older the better, which was just a fantasy. And and, and that didn't always mean <laughs> combat bitch. Um, that didn't always end up as a sexual conquest. I had relationships with lady friends that a lot of times it just became a good friendship. There are a lot of lovers, but some it was all about learning the art of love and and being a better love-making partner, and which I had, that was one of the reasons that uh, uh, I had the opportunity to have older, mature people in my life that, that taught me these things. Because I saw a lot of growing up to do, but uh, I was no rush to get married, and I had a lot of fun. Well, um, it's interesting that Secrets mentioned that in her 20s, she was busy having fun, and she did a lot of hooking up, because the next thing that this author said was, you may do things you regret, and that's okay. So for this particular author, she says she had a lot of great casual sex that was so much fun. She also had casual sex that she's not sure she felt that great afterwards. She said, but like anything, she treated it as a learning experience. It taught her about what she wanted and how she wanted to be treated. She realized that casual sex meant having some parameters and required mutual respect because you're still having a relationship with the person, even if it's not a romantic one. And she says when you're in your 20s, you might be having casual sex for the wrong reason, whether you're drunk, whether you're lonely, or because all your friends are hooking up with someone. But that doesn't mean that you can't forgive yourself for that. So when I was in my 20s, I don't, I did have my um, one night stand. I also had casual sex with people that I weren't in a relationship with. And the last person I slept with in my 20s is the person I regret. Yeah, that wasn't a very good experience. So... Miss Candy, you said when you were in your, you said in your life, you've only had three dates, and you said you had encounters. Were there any, was there any one encounter from your 20s that is fond? And if it's not fond, why was it so bad? Oh, my, my gosh. Um, most people you ask about that, they are probably comparing two or three uh, different encounters. I I had a huge number of encounters. Uh, some went badly. They did, and um, but there are very few that I have harsh memories about because I did learn something um, about myself. Usually, sometimes just about the world in general. I want to say something. I'm not sure. I strongly disagree, but I at least want to bring in an, another perspective. What's wrong with having sex because you're lonely? Um, it is one of the reasons people have sex. What is wrong with um, 
certainly I believe that people need to be aware of what they're doing. Having sex to someone who is drunk is wrong. There's no question about that. But getting drunk and then casually encountering, um, um, it sounded to me like uh, the person who wrote the article um, had different standards than many of us do. Uh, I consider the reason to have sex usually is just to have sex. Now, when you start talking about committing to a relationship, then you have to be careful. You never want to have sex with someone who thinks that means you want to marry them or have their babies. But if you're honest, no, I, I would say very, very uh, few regrets of any of my sexual partners ever, ever. So um, I don't know. How about you, Secrets? How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I think that's a good question of what Alexis asked you because as I was thinking about the 20s and I was thinking she was going to ask us about the 30s next, my life has really been a journey. Like when I think about being in my 20s, being promiscuous, having fun, having sex, I did it because I wanted to. I was living life on my own terms. I like to fuck. And I, I actually just like fucking different people. <laughs> like, literally, I, I, I used to have a friend of mine. We used to talk about how we were going to get two or three guys or girls in one night. It was just really a, a time and an opportunity to just do something different. And, yeah, I was young and wild, but at the same time, still professional by day, still going to college, getting a degree. I just like to do that. And I just really, being in a relationship and, like, being in a committed relationship just really isn't my thing, isn't my interest. And the thing is, like you said, like 20s and 30s, so I'm thinking you're talking about maybe transitional where we were in our life in that next decade. And I'll tell you right now, my 20s, my, in my 30s, it was, I turned up. I turned up because I was experiencing more. Because, you know, sometimes you get bored meeting a guy at the club and hooking up and doing X, Y, and Z. Well, for me. So I, I, I dated a guy, or I met a guy off a chat line. And we we hooked up, and he had a girlfriend that liked to watch, and I'm and I was kind of like not really into that. And then I'm like, oh well, what the hell? I kind of thought like, see, like, oh well, what the hell? Let me just try. And it turned me on so much. And then he also opened me up to threesomes. And then from there, it was over with. So twenties was spent fucking sucking, having great time, and mostly it was just me and one other person. 30s was experimenting from my first freaking threesome, which I still remember, like, oh, and also being introduced to the world of polyamory, like, that's a whole other level. So it's kind of, you know, how you go from one from one step to the next step, that's that's what my 30s was about, just the next step in life. And, and really, people do stuff for all types of reasons, like Tandy said about someone getting drunk and someone taking advantage of someone drunk. With me, I'm professional, I'm extremely competent, I know exactly what I want, and I like to go and get what I want. And I love living life on my own terms. I love living free without the fear of being judged, and I like doing stuff. I like the feeling, like literally. And the last thing I want to say before Steve jumps on me and, and takes over, that's one of the reasons, like, when I get on this call every night, I don't want to get off because to be in the presence of other people that are thinkers, that like to have fun, that like to do different things, and it's, it may not be what someone else thinks is normal, that shit blows my mind. 
You have no idea. Okay, can I jump in? Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to identify with what Tandy and one of uh, secret sex. I, sex was a a pleasurable experience in my twenties. It wasn't used to hurt anybody. It wasn't used to trick anybody. And all the, the relationships I had, uh, even with with married women, there it was very well understood what what the intent was, which was pleasure, and it was fun. And it was exploratory. And it was really all about having that fun and not having any um, any hard feelings over that. There were no long-term committed relationships as, as I walked out of it. Um, in regards to, to my 30s, uh, at this point I had switched gears. I had gone away to Saudi and Desert Storm, came back, uh, found my present-day wife, and... And uh, we started focusing on, on family. Her focus on sex was entirely different than mine. But in order to do the family thing and have kids and all that good stuff, I was willing to give up some some of my lifestyle, uh, which it's been 20-some years. And now um, I'm in a phase in life where I'm transitioning into a, uh, another phase where I want to do some more exploratory and and maybe venture down paths that I ordinarily would not have done in my 20s. So, again, sex is fun. I have no regrets. And as long as it's a, a both a greed process or, or activity, what's wrong with it? It's no more different than uh, getting out and going and, and if you want to go play volleyball with a group of people. As long as you're honest, everybody's having fun, that's what it's all about. Well, I mean, when I think about it, in your 20s, I tend to think of it as when you're going to learn your lessons in an environment that isn't home anymore. Because when you're a teenager and you make a mistake, it's not as life-altering as it is when you're no longer living at home. Not to say that the mistakes you make as your teenage years can't affect the rest of your life, but reading all the negative articles. I like to come away with the one most important thing that made it clear to me. When you're in your 20s, it's when you learn how to communicate with those human connections to learn what it is that you want and what it is that you don't want. Because like the article I read said, it's okay to make your mistakes. It's okay to forgive yourself. Like in your 20s, most people would like to say you don't know what you want. And what you do think you want might not be what you want by the time you reach 29. So I like to spend the positive on dating in your 20s instead of focusing on the negatives like all the articles I found. The one key thing is you have learned how to communicate. You learned how to make those human connections. And we will be right back after this break. Hi, this is Tandy with The Box. Whether you only join us from time to time or you are here nightly, you know that we have juicy things to say. If you have a business, product, or service that would fit with what we are doing, contact us for the opportunity to advertise on one of several platforms or 
collaborate with us as a vendor, sponsor, or affiliate, reach out to us at pandorasfantasybox.com. Fantasy with a Z. We cannot free the world all by ourselves. Join us. Pandorasfantasybox.com. Well, now that we are past the decade of your 20s, what about dating in your 30s? Dating in your 30s is better than dating in your 20s because most experts said by now you have more disposable income. You have learned most of your lessons in your 20s when it comes to dating. You know the pros and the cons. You've learned how, what it is that you want and how to ask for it. You learned your communication skills. Well, when you're dating in your 30s, I found this article from Hydromain that says 12 critical tips for dating in your 30s. And the first one it mentioned is age is just a number. Does age really matter? Not so much. The author wrote one of her girlfriends is 35 and married to a 27-year-old. Their relationship works because they are madly in love and they support each other mutually. I do agree with this to a certain point. I do believe that age is a number, but for me, I have always dated men who are at least 10 years older than me. It's just a maturity level for me. For me, I'm attracted to smart, intelligent men, and I find that younger guys, their maturity level, I just don't want to put up with that. And guys my own age, at least in my experience, aren't exactly what I'm looking for. So, secrets, you said when you were in your 30s, you turned it up. Did you notice a difference between your 20s and your 30s when it came to dating and relationships? Secrets, this is Tandy. I'm just chomping at the bit here. Can I butt in front of you? Oh, I like your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, Alexis, I'm just going to point out that um, the people you're describing um, are from a pretty um, constrained, sort of a small demographic. They have a a lot of things that many of us don't have. Um, By the time I was in my 20s, or going through the, you know, I'll start at the beginning. I had to leave home. I was married at 16. I was widowed at 19. I was holding down a professional uh, uh, career that I'd sort of lied and cheated my way into. I was a grown-up. I was a grown-up at 22, and that's who I was hanging out with. Um, my first husband, by the way, was 13 years older than me. I also have tended to go um, older than me. Now I'm so old, they have to be younger. What can I say? Um, but that whole idea that all of your friends are experimenting and deciding whether they're going to get married or they're going to decide – A lot of us, and I would assume this is true for some of our listeners, they don't have choices like that. They are forced into their life, (laughs) whether they are ready for it or not. So college is not necessarily a time of great exploration. Instead, they're fighting in some war they don't want to be in, or they're 
slopping burgers someplace because they have a kid or two that they have to support. Um, but they still are seeking human companionship, connection, and that includes um, uh, sex. And to be honest, most people have dating as part of their sex lives. Um, so anyway, I just think we're leaving an awful lot of people out of the mix from the perspective of the articles um, uh, you're telling us about. I don't necessarily think that's your issue, but I'm not sure I agree with your experts. I will now shut up. Secrets, how are your 30s? Well, I was about my 30s already. Um, traditional, or quote unquote, what the world calls traditional dating, that's just not my interest. <laughs> I'm just going to do something completely, completely different. So, um, yeah, so if you have something specific um, in reference to that, but, but yeah, like I said, from my 20s to what I was actually into in my 30s and currently, it's just it's just what I'm into. It's a little different, and I can't really even label it, but it's fun. It's expansive. That's that's the word I like. I am bigger and better when I'm fully sexual. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, it's going down tonight too, <laughs> right here in Atlanta. If you're here, come by and see me. Hmm. <laughs> see, well, where, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's a whole other story. I'm sorry. But yeah, like to yeah. know something specific, but yeah, that's just kind of. <sighs> I just can't be boxed. Even in the box. Well, I, I'm going to add my two cents in, if I may. The, my 30s was a transition period. I was following the traditional societal model that, that's usually outlined for people. I meet somebody, you get married, you have kids. Boom, 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 just like that. And from a sexual standpoint, I discovered that that it became boring, mundane, uh, forgettable, uh, and and it was it was just not a compatible. We weren't compatible sexually, and it was it was disappointing. And regardless of how much we tried to talk and all that good stuff, but it was also an opportunity for self reflection because the person I am was at twenty versus the person I am almost knocking on three years shy of 60, uh, I'm a totally different person. But if I hadn't gone through the experiences of my 30s and the 40s, I wouldn't be who I am today. So there's no regrets. Uh, it was just a learning opportunity where I I know what I like, I know what I didn't like. And the 30s was, was a period of life where focused on having kids and sex was just plain boring. In fact, I even... I remember going to a doctor saying, I think there's something wrong with me because I'm just not, sex is just not interesting anymore. And the doctor looked at me like it was crazy. Um, so, and, and and that gave me the, the foundation years later in my 40s to start recognizing, you know what, I've got to take care of myself. And uh, and that's what I did. And uh, today I'm I'm still travel along that, that journey. I mean, he talks about living free. 
there is a degree which I, I identify with that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, i got to take care of myself. And I, let me go real quick, please, Alexis. I just want to comment to what he said because, you know, like, Stephen, recently, like, since I met you and, and the feedback and information, someone like you I could, I could literally kidnap for months and we could go anywhere and do all types of shit, whether, whether it's just us hanging out or whether we're going to go grab some other people. And to me, that's yeah. what life is about, doing whatever you want, living it on your terms. So let's set that up, please, babe. Hey, as long as you leave that cattle prod, I don't do cattle prod. Anything else? You're going to do whatever I need you to do. <laughs> hey, well, I told you I'll try BDM, BDSM or BDM or ADM, whatever you call it. You I'll, 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 I'll try. try. I'll try anything. At least three times. I appreciate it. Come mm. for me tonight, okay. please. Thank you. I will. I know you will. Have we have we thrown you off um, your uh, schedule, Alexis? Um, Alexis, no, Alexis, uh, is having, a, Alexis is over there playing with herself. I know it. I know it. What you should be hearing is wow! All the good stuffs yet to come. All the good stuffs yet to come. So it doesn't matter so much what you did in the past. What matters yeah. is how you choose to live today and move forward, move forward. Um, um, I look at it, in fact, I'll probably give you all a sermon one day on what's wrong with the golden rule. My rule is do what you fucking want and be prepared to accept the consequences. It's as simple as that. (laughs) You know, Uh, do what you want. Uh, you know, if you choose something that's not going to go well, um, face the consequences. But other than that, that's that's the rule I live by. And um, mm. it's getting better. Life is getting better instead of getting worse. Mm. Um, I love your use of the word mundane, um, uh, Steve. Um, a lot of people separate their world. There's the mundane world, and then once in a while, there's the exciting world. I I like to have mine pretty well mixed, <laughs> pretty well uh, mixed you, together. Um, you know what? There, there. When I lived out in Vegas, that was my first opening of Pandora's box, we would say, of of things that I realized what I missed, and and I think. Today, my philosophy is the biggest regret you could have is looking back when you're 90 years old and say, I wish I would have, because by then it's yep. too late. Uh, you know what? Damn right. I, I, Damn want, right. You know I what? want to do and have as much fun as I can, and as long as mutually consentable, I'm not embarrassed, I'm not ashamed, and, and I'm going to have fun. So, there you go. And my, and- Hey, let me say this real quick, please. I say to people all the time, you're going to say one or two things when it's over and said done. I wish I had or I'm glad I did. And and that phrase you just said, Tandy, do whatever the fuck you want and accept the consequence. I've been in so many situations in life. I'm like, damn, I'm going to die tonight for sure. But I'm like, shit, I'm going to die happy as hell. Because <laughs> guess what? You only live once. You only live once. 
Some people have just spend their whole life existing and never getting out the fucking box. You yeah. only live once. Do whatever you want to do. And, of course, you're going to have to pay the piper and accept the consequence. But guess what? Do what you want. Do what you that's, want. I'm with you on that's, that. Oh, that's yeah. right. Tonight and, I'm doing what I want. One and, thing and that's that means- so nice about talking to other adults, open-minded adults, we are talking about a really hedonistic, do-what-you-want lifestyle. Um, and yet, are we, I don't know, uh, you know, living hand-to-mouth somewhere? Have we spent, you know, all of our money or, or you know, are we desperate? No. We have lives. We have accomplishments. So it is not a one or the other. We need to start just owning up. We can have um, you, you may not be able to have it all, but you can sure have a whole lot more than most people ever even try. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel good about where I am. Uh, and it's getting That's better so great. every year. So, Steve. Let me add something on that regret piece and, and just kind of give you a little story. Over the last I guess over the last 20 years, I kept saying, I'm going to go out and get a PhD. I've got two masters. I want to get a PhD. And, and I, I was looking at life as a journey and I'd figure it out one day. Well, here I am at a phase in my career where I have to really question, is it economically sensible to go out and get a PhD because of return on investment? I don't think it's going to be there. And am I willing to start at the bottom of the, of the ladder and try to climb my way up into a into the academic world or the research world? You know what? I came to the conclusion that I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm going to be happy with my two masters and, and move forward and try to help others along my journey. But when it comes to my sexual exploration, I don't want to be there and do the same thing. There's certain things I want to do and I want to accomplish and and I, I don't want to get to a point in life where I say, you know, I wish I would have tried because I heard it was fun. So, but guess what? I'm not going to be that way. So take a lesson from my life story. If there's something you want to do, get it knocked out, get it off that bucket list, and, and have fun doing it. I like it. I like it. Well, we got a little sidetracked with that. And um, dating in your 30s, I guess, like, um, Tandy did think where we're leaving a bunch of people out. But unfortunately, I couldn't find any articles where people were forced into their lives at an early age or people made decisions that affected their later choices in life. So another reason why dating in your 30s and or being in your 30s is slightly better than being in your 20s is you have more life experience and more stories. As just demonstrated, Steve, Tandy, and Secrets did tell stories about their life experiences and so much more as um, I guess the message to take away from it is the older you get, life gets better. Life presents you with more choices to live free. And in this article, it does mention that the sex does get better, but we can talk about that after this break. Hi, this is Tandy with The Box. 
Membership has its privileges, you know. If you are not yet a member of Pandora's Fantasy Box, well then, shame on you. All memberships are 40% off until 10-31-2020. That's sewing for those of you who know such things. Some might call it Halloween. An especially delicious night. Oh, I got distracted. If you want to live free like I do, come on inside with me. Find us at PandorasFantasyBox.com. Fantasy with a Z. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Find us where people choose to live free. PandorasFantasyBox.com. Well, when most say that when you're in your 20s, you're having a lot of casual sex, but does that stop when you're in your 30s? I don't think so, because before I got into my relationship, at least my current one, I did have casual sex. But it's slightly better than what it was in my 20s, because I did learn and I did grow. So here, this one tip says, Having sex in your 30s is definitely better than sex in your 20s because you have experience. You know what you want. You know how to please others, and you're more comfortable within yourself to bring that sexiness out. So my question to you, Steve, when you're in your 20s versus when you're in your 30s, do you feel that sex was better for you in your 30s because you've learned a thing or two? No, I don't, and, I, and I'll tell you why. It's because when I was in my 30s, I was in a monogamous, monogamous relationship where the opportunity for uh, casual sex or, or having multiple partners just wasn't an option. And I look back on my 20s. When I was 18, I, I mean, I knew nothing. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And, and then as I grew into my late 20s and knocking on my 30s, uh, I was much more mature and sophisticated, know what I wanted, and it was actually it was it was great. But then it quickly died up when I when I got into my 30s because of my marital situation. But there was still that that desire and that, that fantasy that I lived out by by talking to others. So just kind of answer your question. For me, it wasn't that great in my 30s. Uh, unlike my 20s, I had a lot of fun. Yes, um, uh, this is uh, Candy. If I can add something to what Steve was saying there. Um, I know your topic is dating, and people normally think of dating as being between single people. Um, But really, married couples need to keep dating also. It is part of what keeps you interested in each other. And... um, uh, the people who don't find a way to do that, to find some more excitement, to keep growing, then they do fall apart. <laughs> they do just grow apart. And that's why even people who have um, committed relationships that they are perfectly willing to stay in, stick with for the long haul, they often date outside of that if they cannot get that dating excitement inside their relationship. So, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think people have to have multiple partners. 
I don't think they have to do any of the wild and crazy things I do. <laughs> yeah, many people are not willing to do that. But I think we are really putting too narrow a definition on what people want and what people need and how they they get it. And, um, yeah, there are probably certain behaviors associated with each decade, but I think it has more to do with style and with circumstances and with what's available to you and how much courage uh, you bring to your life. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's been um, uh, my take on it. Um, the other thing I'll throw out there is for many people in their 30s, even though they may know what they want, they may be experienced, please remember how many of them have already been through a marriage and are divorced and children may be there, or they may be so burdened by their career. So I hope we talk about opening things up um, quite a bit, and that has nothing much to do with age. Uh, that's more with, I don't know, style. <laughs> Live free, people. That's the style I guess I'm promoting. Uh, what would you say on that, Seekers? I definitely with that. As I was thinking about what you just said, I know that as long as we live, we learn, and we can learn from so many different types of, you know, people and groups. Like when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, I was only interested in older, older guys. And then as I got older, <laughs> I just kind of mixed it up a little bit. And when you mentioned about the married couples and dating, we had a call one time before, I think, that Alexis did um, talk about, I think, romance or keeping the spice alive. So that's really great and needed because even if you've been married 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you got to still find ways to keep that romance alive. So going on those dates or, or acting like it's when you first met, those are things because whether it's, one, whether it's a couple of one and two, whether it's three or four people, people want to be excited. People want to be turned on. People want to enjoy their sex life. People want that experience. Just like you hear Steve say, hell, I was married and it was mundane. So whether it's one person, whether it's married, or whether it's single people, people want to have a good time. And we need to be invested in ensuring that we're at the top of our game to make sure that we're doing our part. Well, I think yeah. having a place like this to talk about it um, is a huge help, huge help. Steve, it sounds like you yeah, found a place it. that's good for you, yeah. yeah. This, I love yeah, it. I love it. Love this topic. A, a great great forum to be able to have these kinds of discussions. And I would like to say that that I find it fascinating that the lessons that I've learned uh, in my, my own personal relationships, I find myself now coaching others that are in their 30s. And I've got, I have some male friends as well, some female friends that are married. And I open the, I open the topic up by sharing my experience sort of put them at ease, and then that gives them an opportunity to tell me about what some of their frustrations are. And I'm able to give them a some advice and guidance, uh, not as a professional counselor, but as someone who has uh, lived the experience. And and I'm I'm all in agreement with Candy has said you have to you have to keep it exciting and it's work. 
uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out there and have multiple partners. If you find a great sexually compatible person, I think it's a great, great thing. I have a friend of mine that I've known for 20, 30, 45 years. He and his wife, they still fuck like rabbits because they're happy and they find a way to make it work. And, and that's the beauty of it all. I think it comes down to communication and it also comes down to uh, having to work at it and sharing with your partner what you want and, and how you're going to get, get there. Amen to that. I think that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I love it, love it. Well, moving on to the 40s and 50s and beyond, um, most of the articles are promoting um, living free, which is what we are about. It says by now you have learned your lessons. Life has um, most people are divorced. If not, some are still single. And it said um, the one tip that I don't agree with is choose wisely because this could be it. When someone tells me choose wisely because this could be it, that puts a limit to what I can or cannot do. And I don't believe that. I think it's interesting that Steve mentioned earlier, if there's something that you want to do, knock it out of your bucket list. Case in point, when I was in nursing school in my 20s, we actually had a classmate. She is was in her 50s, and she wanted to go back to school to be a nurse. Believe it or not, she's practicing now. She's earned her nursing degree, and I think that's kind of inspiring that she was in her 50s. She lived her life. She raised her kids, and she decided to make it all about her. So I'm not in my 40s yet, nor am I in my 50s. So, Tandy, since you said that you've lived your life and experienced so many things, what have you noticed that as you grow older, as you promote living freedom and you promote living free, what would your advice be for those listeners who want to achieve so much more in their uh-oh, in their older years, but at the same time live free and promote freedom? Okay, that was a, ni- um, uh, a nice way to phrase that. I think what is important for most of us is we have to realize there is a difference between age and our fitness and our health issues. There are some people who um, they may be very young and there are certain things that they will never, ever, ever be able to do. Um, And that's hard to admit. There are other people that are fit and active and have money and resources, and they're afraid to do things because someone tells them they're old. So um, I think when it comes to choosing our life, um, we need to focus on our resources, our assets, our possibilities, rather than just a simple age. The other thing, though, I want to kind of return to what Steve said about the um, uh, the PhD. Um, <laughs> still kind of hovering around there on my list, by the way, um, uh, Steve. And it's hard sometimes to say, you know what? I can't do everything. What's the best return for me? 
you know, and at the age I'm at, getting that PhD is frankly just sort of, you know, an ego thing is how come I don't have one when I'm so fantastically smart, right? So (laughs) is it worth the time and effort to get that? No, probably not. So I'm going to spend my time using my skills and my smarts and everything else in a better way. So I think that's the positive I would take away from that bit of advice. And I know you didn't agree um, with it, Alexis, but the way I heard it is, yeah, this might be your last day. So spend it doing something good, right? Spend it doing something good. Um, But I believe that counts as much when you're 25 as when you're, you know, 85. So I don't know. Don't know if I answered your question, but that was it. And I am old as the hills. So um, what can I say? (laughs) But you did answer my question. Because my question, uh, because you did answer my question, because my question was, you live free and you promote freedom. So you, so because you have lived this long, fantastic life so far, my question was, what would you say to the listeners out there who would like to strive to live free and promote freedom the way you do? And you did answer it. What about you, Secrets? So far in life, you accomplished a lot. And you've had your fun, too. So for all our listeners out there, what would you say to them if they want to strive to change their life or change the way they live? Or would you encourage them to open a box? Well, first of all, I want to say to see that he does have his Ph.D., pretty hard dick. Now, to answer your question, Alexa. Oh, that's a good one. That's funny. That's funny. My coffee right then and there. (laughs) And you know that means I'm definitely going to go get my PhD now. I'm going to get a new one every week. (laughs) You're right. You're right. And and what you asked, Alexis, is a million-dollar question. And I want to say this because that is one of the best questions that anyone can ever ask me because, you know what, unfortunately, some people are existing and they're miserable and they're oppressed and they're depressed. You know, some people say, I don't know why. Nothing can go my way. I'm just not happy and blah. And you know what the problem is? They're not having enough orgasms. They're not coming. They're not getting fucked. They're not going in the kitchen using the utensils the way they're supposed to be used. (laughs) So what I would say to anyone listening is, fuck the people that you're with. Get some new people that's open-minded. Start living your life, doing what you want to do, even if you have to have a go into a different city and state. My my boyfriend, right, well, boyfriend number three, right, he said, I said, babe, you know, let's do this threesome, let's do it. He said, listen. You are more than enough woman for me. You got a lot of personalities. I can't deal with anybody else. Like, who are you today? You secret? Who are you? So, and that's the thing. But guess what? That's what he loves, and it's it's okay because I can bring it to him. So, if someone is sitting home right now listening to us, or they listen to us tomorrow, and they say, you know what? I would love to do it, but all of my friends are vanilla. Then guess what? Get in your car, drive over to a different city. 
find new friends. Connect with us. We can. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Steve, Steve, you already know what I'm going to say, so go ahead and finish. Uh, I, I say get in the car and go find new friends because if you look, you're not going to get chocolate chips if you go open a, a can of vanilla ice cream. So you got to find some chocolate mm. chips somewhere. You got to yeah. find some sprinkles. You got to find whatever okay. it is you have an appetite for. Because opening up vanilla, you're going to get vanilla. And if you're bored eating vanilla, you're going to be bored tomorrow eating vanilla. And exactly. you know and what? People don't come beating, you know, the path to your door. You know, uh, opportunities really are not going to seek you out. You have to get out there. You have to let mm-hmm. it be known what you want. And sometimes it's as simple as that. Because guess what? Most of us want the same things. We want mm-hmm. human connection. And our bodies mm-hmm. crave, um, mm-hmm. physically, they crave sexual release and all the cool things it does for us. So, yeah, don't wait for it to come to you. Look for it. Ask for it. I like that. Go and, to a different city and find new friends. <laughs> and, and, you know, for, when they talk about professionally, when you're in a career field, get a mentor to help you learn the business and understand your trade. So you know what? If you are exploring a different lifestyle, one of openness, whether it's BDSM, whether it's swinging, whether it's masturbation clubs, if you've never been down that path, the same advice. Find a mentor. Find somebody that's been down there that can hold you by the hand and walk you down there because you will be much more comfortable going down that journey. And that's quite frankly what I'm doing in this phase of life things I haven't done yet Absolutely. that I wanted to and that's why I'm reaching out so Tandy and, and, and Secrets and Alexis y'all going to be my mentors <laughs> and, and that's what we and that's what we do and we love it and we have fun and we're really nasty and really freaky and you know but anyway hopefully that answers your question Alexis even though I had a little help from some really open minded sexy people well, it does answer my question, and sadly, with that, that's all the time we have tonight. Here at Pandora's Fantasy Box, we believe in making fantasy come true, but we're also about human connection. We want to connect with our listeners, and we want our listeners to connect with us. We want to encourage people who are open-minded, or like Tandy said, Looking for new opportunities, because that's what Pandora's Fantasy Box is all about. We want to explore those fantasies with you. We want to make your fantasies into realities. So join us at www.pandora's fantasy. That's fantasy with a Z box.com. And let us know where you are at, what you want to listen to, what your fantasies are, and we might just make it into a reality. Good night, listeners. Good night, everyone. Good night, Good night everyone. Great Good night. feedback. Oh, my gosh, I'm geeked up. Amazing. You've been listening to The Box. Thank you for coming with us to one of the playgrounds found in Pandora's Fantasy Box. We are where adults of all genders, orientations, and lifestyles can explore and connect. We meet here at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard.